I'm Jay Mac. And I'm Jess. And you're listening to Base Code Podcast. Yo, yo, Jay Mac at it again, flying solo, talking about shift. In the last few episodes, I kind of laid the foundation for how shift started, how it came to be, the motivations for creating it, and a little bit of evolution of the pricing. And I want to start making these episodes a bit more tactical, trying to provide some insights into what I think made shift successful. I still think every product is different. Uh, There's no one size fits all. There's no piece of advice that I'm probably going to be able to give to creators that would give them a leg up necessarily. But I do think there's value still, nonetheless, in hearing other people's stories. That's one of the reasons I really like listening, again, to all these kind of business-focused podcasts, more so than the technical podcasts, because... I like hearing some of these little tidbits and sometimes kind of just like Taylor in the beginning, they can motivate you. They can be just that little nugget of information you need to kind of change something. The more you absorb there, the higher the chance that you will be successful. You kind of just increase that ever so incrementally, but sometimes that can be all the difference. So in this episode, I want to talk about what I feel like some of the differentiators were for me that allowed Shift to be successful. So I said in the previous podcast that at the time, I had no experience with Laravel. I was not writing Laravel at the day job, and I really didn't have any of my own personal projects where I used Laravel. My only connection to Laravel was the talk I gave and Taylor Otwell. Now that's the best connection you can have because Taylor's the creator of Laravel and absolutely 100% his initial retweets likely gave Shift the boost it needed to get out there and reach the market because I had no followers on Twitter, again, no presence in the community. So those initial retweets were absolutely valuable, but they're not forever, right? Taylor doesn't always retweet everything that Shift comes out with. In fact, just now with Laravel 9 is the only place where Shift is mentioned in the Laravel documentation. And Taylor and I even have kind of a running joke where he talks about the quote-unquote Shift killer. And that's going to be his next secret project. Or if he talks about not making breaking changes, that's kind of a recent thing. So it's all in good fun. But the point is, Having an influencer alone only goes so far, right? You still have to have a good product. An influencer can't push a crappy product. So again, this kind of all just like sets the scene, right? How did someone with no experience writing Laravel and no presence within that community make a successful product that's done nearly 1.5 million in revenue? I think there were two differentiators. First, I'm comfortable with an MVP. Shift is an incredibly ambitious product. This is kind of what I talked about with Adam Wathen on that full stack radio episode. You know, how did I approach a seemingly impossible task of upgrading the various ways people write Laravel and PHP? How do you upgrade those across the versions? Again, especially if you had no experience with Laravel, like that requires intimate knowledge. Not everything that changes with Laravel is listed in the upgrade guide. Not everything is demonstrated in the file diffs. You really have to go digging. And even then, 
you would have to have a complete understanding of how everyone everywhere could be writing that code. That is impossible, honestly. It really is. So you have to be comfortable launching something that you know is incomplete. I think that's something most developers would not be comfortable with. Most developers have a tendency to over-engineer. So they would approach what they felt like is a complex problem, such as upgrading Laravel applications, with a complex solution. I was the other way around. I didn't try to write everything in Laravel. I didn't even try to write everything in PHP. I used what I knew and I used the tool that I felt like would be good for that particular task. And I kind of glued that all together with PHP, which is what I was comfortable with. But again, didn't have it do everything. And I think that's kind of the first hurdle, right? Is just approaching the problem with a whatever works mentality instead of trying to, again, over-architect it, fit all these design patterns. Initially, Shift was just a bunch of scripts that were called out sequentially. There was no fancy engine or asynchronous stuff or anything like that. It, it was honestly just a couple different PHP files, a couple of different shell scripts, and they all did a very particular task. It's evolved over time, of course, but again, in the very beginning, I didn't really worry about making anything special or using any design patterns. I just made it work. And again, I only made it work to a certain level. I didn't try to worry about covering every single upgrade step for every single Laravel project in existence. So what I did was I kind of created a benchmark. And the benchmark was that I could take a Laravel application from a previous version run shift and it would look like a new Laravel application in the next version. So for example, I would run Laravel new for an 8.x application, run shift, and it should look like if you ran Laravel new on a 9.x application. If the shift did that, then I felt comfortable launching it. Now I know on Twitter, there's all sorts of different patterns that people talk about. Um, there's all sorts of different architectures, you know, the domain architecture or modularized application or all these things. But let me tell you, after 70,000 upgrades, that is a minority of applications. Most people do follow Laravel conventions. That's where the power is. And so even though this sounds like a pretty simple step, taking a basic app from one version to the next version, surprisingly, it covers a far majority of Laravel applications. So for that population, right, for that group of users that do things, quote unquote, the Laravel way or follow the conventions or follow the conventional structure, Shift actually does achieve 100% upgrade. That is actually complete. You know, a lot of people bash MVP and instead promote a simple, clean, complete, you know, lovable kind of application. And I just think that in the end, they're, they're pretty much the same thing. I just think that unless you are comfortable with that MVP, unless you let go of some of that clean aspect, that you wouldn't be comfortable launching this in the first place. Now, going back to what I said before, it, it couldn't be so incomplete that it didn't work per se. Then you're going to damage the reputation not only of the product, but anyone that's out there kind of helping promote it. So I think to balance this out brings me to kind of the second differentiator, and that's the feedback loop. Any shift that's run potentially has a follow-up email that gets sent out. 
So if you're a first time user of Shift, if you come to Shift and you sign in and you run your very first Shift ever, you're gonna get a follow-up email that says, hey, how was your first Shift? Like, you know, just a couple questions to get a little bit of feedback. You'll also get a feedback email if you run a Shift that is new. So for example, the 9.x Shift currently sends out follow-up emails. The uh, CI generator currently sends out follow-up emails. And until recently, the Veet converter was sending out a uh, follow-up email. And that's even actually a free shift. So anything that I do launch in kind of that MVP state, I'm going to send some follow-up emails out. Now, not everyone answers these, of course. But the differentiator for me is that the people that do, whether it's simply to say, you know, hey, yeah, no change is necessary, worked great, you know, happy shift customer, or, hey, no, this thing uh, broke. I was in like dependency hell for an hour trying to fix this because, you know, shift bumped up the version. Whatever the feedback is, good or bad, I answer every single email. Now, if it's good, it's pretty straightforward. I reply, hey, awesome. That's the dream. You know, keep shifting. If it's bad, I try to understand what the problem is. You know, I empathize with the user. Oh, man. That sucks. Sorry about that. You know, shift sh shift should probably do better here. Can you send me um, a diff of the changes you had to make manually, or could you send me a screenshot of that composer error that you were getting? Or hey, let me know the package uh, that gave you some trouble, and I will work with them to get that figured out. Whether I'm figuring out their specific problem or a boundary case that Shift has yet to cover. Again, remember, it's potentially in this MVP state and I wanna make it better. I don't want to leave it incomplete. I wanna make sure that I incrementally raise that bar of coverage towards 100%. Even though I know I'll never reach 100%, I can always incrementally improve Shift. You know, I still get some feedback, even though it might not be in this follow-up email, I'll still get some feedback for earlier versions of Laravel, right? For 5.3, and I'll go in there and I'll improve that automation. So there's a few things that are happening here. Obviously I'm improving shift, that's great. But I'm also providing support. And if we think about that for a second, this feedback email is sent out sometimes for free shifts. But even for the paid shifts, they're only $19 to get that kind of one-on-one -on -one near immediate uh, support is unheard of. You're not going to get that anywhere else. Uh, you know, my Bose headphones recently went out for a kind of known manufacturing defect, and I can't get anyone at Bose to reply. I can't get anyone on their tech support that's a $300 product. So, you know, to have someone on the other end of that already, even for some of the, you know, kind of um, difficult feedback, uh, automatically kind of like de-escalates that situation because there is someone on the other end. You know, every now and then, I think we live in this world where kind of, you know, the internet creates this disconnect in a way. It's just, it's just like this cloud between us and, and whatever else in the world. And, and it kind of dehumanizes things. You, you forget that there is a human on the other side. So to get kind of a human response, again, kind of someone who's like, oh, uh, sorry to hear about that. Hey, can you tell me a little bit more about the problem? You know, send me, you know, again, send me a screenshot, send me the diff. Um, let me know what changes you had to make. 
that is creating a lot of goodwill. So not only is it helping me, of course, uh, but I'm also, you know, helping them solve their problem. You know, and, and in some cases where um, I really feel like they lost some time, you know, I, again, I'm getting value. So I try to help them get value. Maybe, maybe I'll offer them um, their next version upgrade for free. Maybe, um, you know, I let them run the Laravel fixer for free, you know, again, just giving them some value back as well. So everyone benefits, you know, again, this, it, it's just this symbiotic relationship, right? That's, that's the product that I want to make. I do want to make a good product, even though maybe I'm releasing something that I know isn't all the way where I want it to be. This is, again, that, that second differentiator, that balancing portion that allows me to continually improve shift. And the final thing that this is doing, and, and probably the most important thing that this is doing, is it's creating a happy user base. And, you know, if you're in the Laravel community, you know that it's, you know, it's all about positive vibes, right? Um, you know, people like to share what they're working on. There's a lot of excitement. There's a lot of energy. Uh, in the community and that and that's great and I think keeping that and promoting that and, and, and kind of feeding it even uh, creates you know a very happy user base and you'll hear again in these podcasts or these books you know you'll hear people talk about this they're, they're called your fans right and if you can build a thousand true fans like you can do anything you know that's what people are doing with Twitter or their newsletters you know they're creating um fans you know not just not just followers but but actual influencers that say you know this this product's great you know and, and even if you create another product they're either going to be someone who is an early adopter of that or they're going to help promote it you know shift has so many fans now i can i can look i'm not very active on something like reddit we all know that reddit is a bit notorious uh, in the comments for, for being, you know, the opposite of kind of Laravel, being quite negative. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's fun to read, but but maybe when it's directed towards your product, it, you know, that can be pretty difficult. And, and the nice thing that I've noticed about something like Shift is I'll see in there, again, these fans popping up and saying, you know, you don't have to use it. There's no requirement of using it. We use it. It saves you so much time. You know, it's a great tool. Like, you know, it's awesome. It's magic, right? And and that's cool to see that even in a community like Reddit, you're, again, you're seeing those fans pop out. So that's, that's a lot of value. And so again, I think that these were the two differentiators for Shift, um, and they work really hand in hand for it. I'm, I'm willing to release something that I know is incomplete. I know it's not 100%. I've accepted that. But I release it nonetheless because I'm confident that it works at a level that is going to work for most of my audience and that I am going to provide a level of support that for those that it doesn't work with, I'm going to help them and I'm also going to use that to continually improve the product. I think that takes a lot of discipline. I think that takes a lot of grit. And I think that's something, again, that can be difficult and therefore is what I consider probably to be one of the most important differentiators for why I was able to make Shift successful. Show notes for this episode can be found at basecodefieldguide.com slash 54.